Oh yeah. Yeah. Same here. I'm looking forward to it. My, you know, like a lot of people, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm, my cards aren't priced. I mean, they're priced, but they're priced from June prices. They're not priced for November 20 or October, November, 2020 prices. They're priced from June. And that's like a lifetime ago, as far as uh, the hobby goes right now. How far into your pricing are you right now? I literally t- took all my cards in the four shoe lane bo- four lane boxes, and I said, "Okay, I'm not going to price these now. I'll price these later. I'll look at these." And I created another four lane, and one I'll price now. There's like se- I can't show you because it's on the camera, but I have seven four lane boxes sitting on a desk over there that's ready to go through, and I'm like, it's not. I'm like, ah, it's going to be painful to go through it all. I know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get everything priced, but it pays dividends as far as the virtual the virtual goes. I mean, it worked last time. Yeah, and not just for the virtual, but for any card show. If you you know, I I'm like the guys in the in the in the audience for the last show. I do not like going to a show, looking in a showcase, and having to ask the price for the card. Like, first of all, you might be busy with another customer. You might, you know. And then, and then you feel like they're going to price it based on who's there asking the price a lot of the time. Oh, totally, totally. And then sometimes I'll, I'll play a, a funny one and I'll take a card and I'll put like $3 million on it just to get a chuckle. I've done that a few times where I, was like, I just put a card in there and I see people look, casually look by and they're like, what's he doing? Is that right? How many zeros is that? How many zeros? Amish Dave, great to see you, buddy. See, been seeing a lot of you lately. Hey, between your stream and Carlos' stream and my stream. Good to see you, man. Global Sports Card Investor. Good day there, Legends, from Australia. I love it. I love it. No, you didn't miss anything. You know, this show, this after-hour show is very casual. It's much much more relaxing than the last show, the the main sports cards live. I usually, I I hit, for this show, I hit go live mid-conversation with my (laughs) guests. So, we go live mid conversation, and it's like you guys just pop in along with us. It's just the the style of this of this episode, but it's great to have. I spent a year in Australia. I've said it before, but if you hadn't heard, global. I spent a year in Australia uh, from September of 1990 until April of 1991. And when I got there, I was one of the biggest you know things I missed was was uh, was cards. So I found one hobby shop, not a sports card shop, but like a comic gaming store in Sydney, Australia back then that was selling Skybox basketball the first year. I was buying boxes of Skybox basketball in Australia just so I could so I could have a, that taste of home. You know, I was a little cure my homesickness. I was 18 years old there uh, on on the, uh, the, the swap program, the students working abroad okay. program. I'm sure I went on, I, I went on that like as right out of high school. Hamburger on. Great to see you, buddy. Great to see you. I love it. No, you just addressed that. Dave says, guessing a dealer's prices is BS. Price the card if you truly want to sell. Yeah, Dave. It's like somebody yep. said in the in the last episode, like, don't make me buy your car, buy and sell your cards. Like, and I love it. When someone says, Well, make me an offer, I always say to them, listen, I'm not going to negotiate against myself. If you're not willing to put the first price out there, even if it's crazy, I don't care. Put a stupid price on your card, at least put something on it so I can then counter offer you. But don't make me put out the first offer on your card. And for gosh darn sakes, put your prices on the front of your cards. (laughs) And I mean, I don't remember how you price your cards front, back or non, but mine are on the front. 
Yours are on the front. Smart. That's the way you do most deals. And that's what makes the customers or the attendees of the card show the happiest, right? Let's go through. Let's see who we have. We got a good viewership already, guys. Thanks for joining after hours. This is where I get to certainly relax more. And, you know, not that I don't enjoy the first episode. I do. Sports Cards Live is a ton of fun to host, but it's, it's, um, I just take it a, I don't want to say take it more seriously, but I guess that's really what I do. I take it more seriously. This is more, I can chill out interact with the crowd we have no agenda for the show tonight i've got i've got one one bubbler to open tonight my only card i received this week in the mail so i'm going to open this up shortly i got some stuff i'll show nothing but we have no we have no agenda so we'll we'll play off you guys rich is back great to see you global i was a little confused that's that's hilarious. That's I, I don't want to say that's the purpose or that I, I go out to do that, but I do want this to be casual. So I kind of like it when we hit go live or mid conversation. It's usually not that interesting at the beginning, but glad yeah. you suckers. Glad you didn't kind of leave or try and hit rewind. Colin, great to see you again. Sloth 55 at the expo. Chris, good to see you back. Paul. Paul's back. Paul, you have to be back for round two. You're part of the inspiration for After Hours from the very beginning. Global, the hobby has gone absolutely insane, no doubt. Billy's back. How many of those books behind a meet has he actually read? Great question. Great question. Oh. Uh, mostly my wife's, I think. There's a couple of hockey zero. books there. So zero. So zero. Uh, all-time greats did you guys catch the ending of tonight's baseball game historic i didn't i don't even know who won what happened what happened the Rays won, right the rays won the rays won aren't they like the heavy favorite or well the dodgers, the dodgers should heavy be favorite. Runaway favorite but i'm kind of liking randy arozarena right now he's a rookie that the cardinals gave up on and i and the reason i like him because i went on comp c and bought like 30 or 40 of his low-end rookie cards, and I'm making 17 times profit. So I'm like, go ahead, break some records, buddy. <laughs> Legion, Legion's here. Three bros, good evening, Jeremy. I've enjoyed the show since Newman turned me on to New. Oh, I should mention that. I forgot to mention that just last episode, but Newman is John Newman, who does the Sports Card Nation podcast, which he did. He's dropping episode 100, I think, this coming Friday with a lot of giveaways. So anyone who likes giveaways... Check it out. He does it on podcast platform. It's not, I don't think he puts them on YouTube, but he also is one of the hosts of Hobby Hotline, but which I'm a part of now too. But I want to mention his episode 99, which just dropped on Friday. So two days, uh, yesterday, I was his guest. So I listened to it today. I never watch my own show, but I never watch Hot Sports Card Live or After Hours back, but I do when I've been a guest on other people's podcasts and meet, I listen to those. So today I listen to Sports Card Nation with myself as the guest. I want to make sure I don't sound like a complete dork on the show or whatever. And uh, I was actually pretty, pretty happy with how it turned out. So if you want to learn more about myself, I don't know how any, if you don't know enough already, um, <laughs> check out Sports Card Nation podcast hosted by the, uh, you know, the legendary John Newman. He's, again, he's coming up to episode 100. He's got sponsors. He's been doing it for a long time. And he's right. My like, we're the same age. We have a lot of a lot in common in the in the hobby. He's a really good guy. So check that out. And I was honored to be his guest for episode ninety nine, which just happened to uh, coincide with being Wayne Gretzky's jersey number. So I thought that was appropriate, being a hockey guy. And I'm also ninety nine goals. And you're ninety nine goals. So you should have been on his episode ninety nine. Maybe we should do something special for your ninety ninth episode. Maybe I'll do a cameo. You know what? 
you're set. You're my second choice for episode ninety nine. I mean, there you go. First, Wayne's first. first. Yes, Wayne is Wayne is my first choice. Yeah. And when I when I had Sean Chalk on the show way way back now, I think he was episode twenty five or something. And Sean is like the like a uh, almost like a famous Gretzky collector. Um, I said to him, I go, we'll have you back. Maybe you can get Wayne on because he knows Wayne. He's like, oh, we'll see what we can do. So oh, yeah, fingers crossed, but I'm not banking good. on it. I'm not banking on it. Lemieux for 66. Lemieux for, yeah. I'm sure Lemieux is just waiting to come on Sports Cards Live. He's not, yeah. That would be an interesting one because he wouldn't offer very much. <laughs> no, he doesn't sign as much as Wayne either. No. Uh, Carlo, uh, Chris says, want an offer? $1. Yeah, I know. I've been tempted to 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 say that to people at shows too, but I, you know, you know, at the same time, you don't want to lowball, right? You, I'd rather they just put yeah. a price on their card, but it's tough to get there. Carlos, gosh darn, we are getting serious now. Carlos, I, you, Carlos had a stream. Uh, was it just yesterday, Amit? I think like so. it was Thursday. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday yeah. with with Amish Dave Archer, and uh, they went for like almost four hours. More than four hours. More than four. Yeah. I was there for the first 45, 50 minutes, and I, you know, had to well, had to spend time with my wife and that, but I was there for the first bit and I enjoyed it as I always do. My man Yam is in the house. Welcome, Yam. Good to see you. Thank you for the uh the 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 face the Instagram message. I appreciated that. Gosh darn, Billy. Oh, Billy. Gosh darn, bloody fishers, right? I, I hear I I hear that. It's like the old school TV show. They used to say Mickey Ficky instead of the other one. What? Mickey Ficky instead of the other mofo? They would use a oh, Mickey Ficky. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I hear, I hear. What does Billy say? I find it hard to deal with sellers who use the best offer feature, but either do not respond to offers or reject without a counter. Like, do you even want to make a sell? Yeah. I don't, but what I don't mind, what I. On the flip side of that is when someone has a, you know, buy an hour best offer and you, you offer and it's instantly rejected because they put in a minimum offer and I'll kind of chip away at that. And, and if it's still too high, then, you know, it's just, it's over. But I do find like, let's say they're asking $500 OBO and you know, the card's worth like 200 bucks. So you offer a hundred instant, instantly rejected 125 instant rejected 150 instant rejected 175. Now they're not instantly rejected. You know now you're in their ballpark and they were just fishing for 500. If they're yeah. willing to entertain 175 or at least counter you, maybe you'll get that card for around what it's worth, around 200 bucks or even a little bit less. That's happened to me. I have a, a funny story with that one. So I had a, I saw a card at the expo and I asked a guy the offer and he goes, all he does is two. Like 200, 2,000, right. 2 million. So I said, I said, excuse me. He's like, yeah, I want two. <laughs> I'm just looking at him. I looked at my buddy Kent, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's that two dollars, twenty dollars, two hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. He's like, well, two thousand, of course. I'm like, ah, okay. Well, thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, didn't just pull out a couple of bucks and hand them over to him. Yeah. Palmer says, I think pricing cards are so important too, but there's no need for profanity, Jeremy. <laughs> I think I said, gosh darn, or something like that, right? Yeah. With a fist. Yeah. Dave, uh, this is good background as I catalog my Josh Johnson collection and get numbers ready for a podcast I'm going to be on tomorrow. A tough work preparing for these things. That was a good episode. Global says, we just had our Super Bowl, the AFL Grand Final. Uh, that's Australian Football League. Yeah. With all the talk, the AFL card market has exploded this year also with the breaking culture. That's really cool. 
Barry from Com C, in your opinion, what is the most iconic hockey card of the 80s, 80, 81 to 89-90? It's a good question. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be the Mario Lemieux rookie card. Although I wrote an article for the uh, the magazine that Bruce Finley put out years ago through Hobby Insider. Oh, uh, yeah. I forget what it was called right now, but I I did a I did an article for it where I ranked the top ten cards from each decade, and I actually chose the Mark Messier rookie as the number one card from the eighties because he transcended the sport mostly because he dated Madonna yeah. and he was yeah. a celebrity and he played in New York and all that. You know, I know Gretzky played New or not Gretzky. I, I I'm thinking Gretzky. Mario never played New York, but I think there's an argument. There, well, I don't think there's really an argument. I think it's Mario Lemieux for me. But I'm curious what you think, Barry. What do you think of me? I think Lemieux for sure, but I think Wall would give you a run for his money too. It could, he could, he could for sure, for sure. Your third guest on tonight's episode deserves a standalone appearance. In my opinion, it seems like it would be a great conversation. He's talking about uh, Mikey, who yeah. runs these virtual events. That's a good idea, Billy. Thank you, Rome. Welcome to the show. Are you guys finding it a lot tougher to find high grade hockey rookies, regardless of price? Not I'm not really, really looking. I'm not really looking that much, Rome. Like I haven't been able to buy a collection in a long time, which does kind of suck. But I haven't. I'm not actively searching for any uh high grade hockey rookies for my own collection right now actually but you I can't say, yeah same thing here i'm not i don't find it tough there's a lot of high grade out there uh but if you talk about modern there's a ton of it there's tons of modern like right now everyone's trying to dump patrick line psa 10 all of a sudden yeah, yeah. right so there's a ton of that um but no i don't find it tougher to find i do find it tougher to find stuff that i could actually move or keep for my pc right now everyone's asking for top top the dollar and then the top of that dollar with another top dollar for what they want you know what one of the best cards out there from the uh from the 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 80s for hockey is and it's 8990 tops joe sackick rookie the only yep. real year where there's fewer tops in a psa 10 it's a pop 16 there's one on oh, ebay yeah. right now yeah there's one on ebay right now it's at 1975 dollars and the the prior high i believe is like 650 700 bucks which i thought was vastly underpriced i think it's probably i think it could be a five thousand dollar card personally but really really underrated i think it's a great card uh carl it feels like it ended yesterday yeah that's a long stream guys a long stream dave's got a comment coming up here it has to come paul says four and a half hours time to step up jeremy i don't know man and i top out at three and Dave's. Looks like Jeremy's frozen. I don't know if I'm still alive. Maybe I'm still alive. Looks like I'm still alive. Um, that's 45. a great screenshot of you freezing there, Jeremy. <laughs> you, were you were frozen for me, but I... Yeah, you're frozen for me as well. I guess we're back now. But if now, guys, are we live now? Let, let us know if you can see us right now. Yeah, In the meantime, I'm sure. going to keep talking here. So, so it's tough. It's tough. You know, when you, I'm in, I'm two hours earlier than you. So I got two kids, a wife, like I can't sit and watch four and a half hours. It's, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm glad I got 45 minutes in to be honest, but no offense guys. You know, I love y'all. Chris, Steve's answer regarding what surprised him the most with the hobby doesn't really surprise me. Things with hardcore fan bases tend to have more critical fans. It makes yeah. a lot of sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. 
the the Patrick Waugh or the Mario Lemieux rookie is the most iconic 80s rookie that Barry uh, of Com C originally totally had. It There's totally the is. The most iconic card on the planet is my picture on it. The Amita Cheria Mario Lemieux rookie. Yes. Colin makes a good point that Patrick Waugh is on the box of the 86 Opeachy product. Well, yeah, because he won the Stanley Cup the year before, so he was already oh, a big deal. Yes, yes, yes. Him and Biddington are the only two rookie – oh, was it him and Biddington? Who else was the only rookie goalie to win? Uh, did Ed Belfour? Or did he, no, he won – no, he was just old when he won the Vezina Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says the magazine was Insider's Edge. That's right. Yes, we, bo- we were both writers for that magazine, Brian. That's back in, like, the late 00s, I think. Yeah. I wish Pretty I could. That was a fun magazine. Oddly enough, I feel that the Brett Hall rookie card might be the most iconic rookie card of the 80s. That card was a monster card yeah. when it came out. Everybody clamored for one of those, for sure. Do you guys think the NBA will start at Christmas? I do. I think it I will. Do. I, I do. They've will. proven they can make the bubble work. Um, and I think it's actually really interesting. If they come back at Christmas, it'll be good. It'll be very good. It, and what I love about it is that the basketball market, which people are saying has been falling off lately, yeah. it's going to get right back in right there. Back yeah, it, they talked about it in the crossover last night. They, you know, uh, Josh and Chris, they both, they both feel that this is great for the hobby. I'm right there with them. I think this is it's a good thing for the basketball hobby because it's not going. There's not going to be enough time for people to not be excited about their teams again. Right? It's two months away. It's yeah. that's right around the corner. Right around the corner. That's really good. Jeff, no love for the Stevie Y rookie, the best card of the 80s. I mean, I mm. it's it's not the most, but it's right up there. It's it, Mary Lemieux, Patrick Waugh. You know, you've got Mark Messier, Steve Eiserman, Brett Hall. You know, 15, 20 years ago, I would have put Luke Robitaille in there as well as yeah. the highest scoring left winger of all time. But he just, the card doesn't get the love. No. You know, you got the Ray Bork rookie. Then you got Paul Coffey. You know, yep. there are others, but... Iserman is top 10, 100% in my mind, 100%. It's, it's funny because when I think back then, the card that brings me the most happiness when I think about it is the uh, is a Grant Fuhrer rookie. Oh, yeah. It's another great one. Dale yeah. Howardchuck. Yeah, like Howardchuck. How could you forget that? Yeah. Yeah, Ron Francis. I mean, you, we can go on. That's a, it's a, the, the 80s are like my favorite decade for cards. It's the, it's, it's, it's the decade I identify the most with in terms of what drove me in the hobby. You know, I because I, I was – that's back when I was buying boxes, buying packs, opening them up, building sets, chewing yep. the gum. I'd have 20 pieces of that gum in my mouth at a time. Like I, I love remember uh, there was an episode of This Is uh, This Is Us uh, on Netflix, and uh, the main character goes to a hobby shop to buy a card to complete a set, and the guy doesn't have it. So he buys the, the box, and he's opening the wax packs and opening the gum and eating the gum, and I'm like, I forgot about the show. I'm like, oh. Man, I remember running the Hasty Market to buy Donruss. Yeah, Donruss, and then ripping it over the wax. It's crazy. Yeah. Uncle Vinny, Lemieux and Waugh, but Jagger is going to be the sleeper for the end of the decade, beginning of the 90s. To me, Jagger is firmly in the 90s, though. Yeah. He's 90, 91. But as far yeah. as the 90s go, I mean, you got the Joe Thornton rookie, which is a key card later on in the, you know, the 96 yeah. or 97 year. You got Jagger. You got so many. You got yep. so many Hall of Famers in the early '90s in those first two upper deck years. Between, gosh, I mean, it's it, it's the list is endless. Really, I'm not even going to start into it. But there's so many, so many. I'm expecting Thornton to go up a lot because he's a leaf now. 
I wonder. I wonder if he'll like is is he sure he's a leaf, but he's not in his prime. He's well past his prime. Is it really gonna help him that much, you think? I'm a Leafs fan. We went after Yuri Tolufti like he was Gordy Howe. Like, come on. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. So not the smartest collectors out of the GTA, <laughs> I think is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm a Leaf fan, but I'm not stupid. So yeah. that's, uh... Dave says, no offense, Dave, and I may be an hour ahead of you, Jeremy. And one hour behind Carlos. Yeah, so you, you kind of know what it's like. Dryden, hello. Dryden is Dryden. Dryden. Oh, hello. Ken, oh. Dryden. Ken Dryden. 70s, though. That's 70s, though. Yeah. 70s, of course. Cam Ward. No. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but definitely not, not, not one of the well, not one of the best cards of the 80s. I don't know, but sorry, Paul. Not sure what that's in reference to. Cam Ward rookie. I'm not sure what you guys are talking about there. You know what? They must be talking about the 90s. Oh no. Yeah. Rookie to win a Stanley Cup. Rookie oh, yes. Cam Ward, Patrick Waugh, and Jordan Bennington. Yes. And Matt Murray. Don't forget about Matt Murray. Oh, nice. Okay, fine. But Cam Ward, that's right. Yeah, thank you for... There we go. Patrick Waugh has a better case for more iconic since he's considered goalie goat by some. Fair. Yeah, he really is. I argue with that. And no. he's a Montreal Canadian. Yeah, that helps. Although I, I, I do believe that, uh, that Hasek is the best goalie of all time, but that's just me. Barry says, oh, here we go. How about the 90s? 1991 to 98-99. We are excluding the 91-92 UD oh, Ziggy Party just for the purpose of conversation. No. I mean, there's so many in, in those. You know, Jeremy Roenick, Mike Medano for Carlos. I mean, at Belfour, that first year of Upper Deck, Mike Richter, that first year of Upper Deck is loaded that with rookies. Class was insane. Then you got Solani, Forsberg. Yeah. Solani, Forsberg, Lidstrom, all in 91-92. Fedorov and Bure, also yeah. in 1991 in the high You had uh, Peter Nedbed, who was a star for a while, right? He's forgotten uh, now, but yeah, at the time, yeah. he was he was a big card back. Oh, and Nolan was one back then, yeah. too. There were so many guys in that set. I, I love that picture of uh, Owen. Jagger. Jagger. Jagger, yeah, Jagger's another one. But the picture of Owen Nolan with the Nordique hat on and that look, like that that kind of Doug Dilmar-esque kind of look, like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely remember it. Paul says, now I like to razz my buddy, but remember that time we took Wah to the Olympics and lost? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Does iconic equal value in terms of the value of the Joe Thornton Black Diamond rookie card is near the top for 90s values? Hosa, Luongo, the Calvary, and Haydu. Yeah, that's the lineup right there that was the hottest. I got to think that the Joe Thornton Black Diamond rookie is the most valuable Hockey yeah. rookie of the '90s, and I don't think anything else is really close, to be honest. Unless you look at Tara, the graded Luongo, like the graded Luongo, I think do well because they're hard to grade. Those black. I, I just sold a BGS nine five uh, Zenith Luongo like a week or two ago for a hundred bucks. Okay, so no, so then Thornton is the one. Thornton's the one, and Chera. If you can find his SP Ooh, in high yeah. grade, that'll go for as much as the Thornton yeah. now. I do believe. I used to love the Bertuzzi rookie and the Alfredson rookie from yep. the, the 94 SP, I think, or 90, whichever year it is, 94, 95. The Jerome McGinley rookie is, is from that first 94 SP year, I believe. Is Another that the, great card. the one with the Mexico Cup or something? Like, What was the one that had the funky uh, green border to it? What year was that? I'm thinking about the SP, the Upper Deck SP. Oh, like, sorry, yeah. that, that Parkhurst International or something like that. I always thought, uh, Rich always thought that Doug Gilmore was one of the coolest yeah. cards of the 80s. Yeah, I love the Gilmore, the Neely, the LaFontaine, the yeah. Chelios, the Iserman. That's all 84, 85. Great year. 
Is there any iconic non-rookie cards of the 80s or that is pre-inserts, autos, etc.? The one that comes to mind for me uh, is the like the second year Mario Lemieux is highly sought after. Actually, it's not it's not really doesn't get the love it used to. But in the in the 90s and the early 00s, uh, there's a there's a card in the 83, 84 OPG hockey that had Messier and Gretzky on it. It's like a record yes. breaker. A, yes. Remember that card? Yes. That card everybody bought. wanted that card. That was a big card in its day. Yeah. Again, Ziggy Palfy is like just a constant threat on these streams and one of my favorite playmakers of all time. I loved what, well, we got tons of comments to get through. 90s, probably Yagro, Peachy Premier, but man, I really like the Thornton Black Diamond. Yeah, with you yep. on that. Yeah. Hasty Market is the true yep. 80 icon. Yep. Have fun with the Toronto boat anchor. Guy is slower than mud going uphill now. <laughs> too funny. 1991 Process Stanley Cup hologram is my pick. Yeah, for the 90s, that's my pick yep. too. That to me is... One of the most important hockey cards of all time. I found Froder, Froder another uh, 1991 rookie yeah. that we forget because he wasn't in Opeachy Premier. He wasn't in he was Upper Score. Day. He was in Score. That's his rookie. He was in Score. Along with Eric Lindros. Don't yes. forget Eric Lindros as well. We're in 91. Uh, Graves. Yeah, Adam Graves. Owen Nolan. The Lindros, Colin says. Yeah, guys, sorry. We're behind in the comments. Yeah, Lindros. Tiger Jordan pops up with that. Yep. If we are judging rookie cards by the pound, Ziggy Palfy might have a case. Yeah, for 85 cents and the points he got. At one point, Nagy Future Watch is yep. super high value. I remember that. There's a few others from those first those yeah, there are, Future actually. Watches that were super hot back in there. Adam Deadmarsh was big in his day, too. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. He, got, he fell ill and couldn't play. Yeah, Hey Duke was huge. Hey Duke yeah. was a huge card. Brian, most iconic hockey card of the OOs. You guessed it, Os. Toulouse, too funny, too funny. Oh, there was a guy, you might know him. Maybe you, you're going to tell me. I can't remember the guy that went after all the cup rookies out of eleven. His number was eleven, right? I think the guy tried to get all the eleven. I, I, I a big thing back in the day. Sounds sounds familiar. Uh, Uncle Vinny points out this card, the top gold Lindros. Oh, yes, as oh. were as were the first year Bowman. The gold, those gold cards. I think they were parallel, yeah. maybe, or they were like a certain range of where they a certain Carlos will know. I had think a gold border. Yeah, gold border to the same photo, gold border, and I still collect them if I see them. Yeah, those were awesome. Ryan Smith, another one that was big from the SP set. Sergey Samsonov. Remember how big yeah. that card yeah. was? Do you remember the controversy with him and Thornton, and how uh, was it the general manager was kept benching Thornton and playing Samsonov? <laughs> so crazy. Maybe that's why Thornton ended up uh, getting traded to San Jose. They thought they'd keep it. Yeah. What, a, what does Carlos say? The short printed status make the Thornton an easy pick for high grade. The foil is also chipping prone. Yeah, very true. All the early 90s guys had super high print. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't really until that first SP set where we saw, a, you know, Upper Deck kind of took it to the next level. Like they took it to the next level with their debut sets in all sports. Yeah, but they took it to another level with when they debuted the SP moniker, which then yeah. evolved into SP everything, SP yeah. game use, SP authentic, SPX. I mean, there's so many SPs. They're huge. It's huge now. Green border was select. Brian Boucher rookie is in that set. There you go. Uh, okay. Do you so guys? Also, think Thornton, uh, sorry. Sorry, I'm just uh, babbling. 
Do you guys think Thornton being featured in a World Junior Championship jersey on Black Diamond helps the card, especially since he's now with, with his third team, or does the player's career trans? That's a, it's a great question because tough one. I think you know if you're a Leafs fan, it's so much easier to go after his rookie card because he's not pictured with any opposing team, like the Boston Bruins, for example. In this case, I think it might actually help a little bit, a little bit, not a lot, but maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Second year Pelly Lindbergh is pretty popular. Now it's really, yeah. I guess, more of a more yeah. of a is it a second year 83? Because he doesn't have an, does he have an 8485 card? No, he has 8384, and then he's got his 8586 with the with the tribute card to his death. Yeah. I don't remember him being in the 8485 set though. I think they skipped him that year. I think so. Unless someone wants to correct us, but I don't recall that one. Because that would be his second year card because his rookie is 83 84, right? Yeah, it was the 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 white border and he's standing up in the crease. Yeah. That's what I remember. Justin Pogge. Yeah, that was the the worst cup out of 99 card ever. They were part of the set for Bowman. The Bowman Golds were SP. Yeah. yeah. Ginla SP is a great looking card and high grades sell well. Yeah, for sure they do. Last Gilmore PSA 10 did 425 US on PWZC. Now 1325 US with two days to go. Which, yeah, which hockey, one? Oh, PSA 10. Oh, nice. Hockey is, is, is keeping pace with the other sports in terms of like high grade key rookies, you know, from yeah. that era for sure. Boxes are going for over 100 a box. Same hype as the Mariano Rivera year of Bowman. So I think we're talking about that Bowman hockey. That's pretty cool. Who wants to see me open a card? I do. Thanks, Amin. I'm glad. You, okay, one guy. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's so excited. So this card, this card, I'll tell you before I open it, this card was listed on eBay. And I, I sent it's a it's a card that I, I sent a message to Stefan, Stefan Perot, who collects the player who's in here. And I sent him a message. I said, Hey, what's up with these cards this guy's got? He goes, Oh, I'm actually talking to that guy on the phone right now. I'm like, really? I go, I'm making offers on it. So because he was on the phone with him, we were able to do a deal kind of like, you know, off eBay. And I got a a, a price that was a lot better. And the guy who sold it to me, his eBay buy it now prices are, you know, I don't want to give away his secrets, but he's willing to negotiate. He's willing to negotiate. So Terry, Terry already knows who the player is. It is a Gordie Howe card. I'm going to open it up. And uh, <clears throat> let's see. I haven't seen it, so I'm hoping it's in the, you know, it's graded. So I'm not worried about the grade. I just hope the slab's in, in good shape. And you see, really yeah. nice packaging. I love I when you got Hey? I can see, yeah. Yeah. Cardboard on either side. The the slab itself is, is in a graded card sleeve. This will be fun. I'll do a little slow reveal, guys. I'll do a little, little slow reveal. Uh, Carlos, be quiet, okay? I, it's funny when you can talk to these guys and they can't say anything back to you. Oh, I know. I wish I'm I just kidding, Carlos. That's too funny. Okay, so, oh, good. It's an autograph. So this card, I love this card, I, and it's not something I collect, but this is for my personal collection because I saw the card and I thought two things. First of all, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful card of a deceased Hall of Famer, if not, you know, a guy who's known as Mr. Hockey. I mean, it's Gordie Howe. And the other cool thing about it is that I attended the packout for Upper Decks the Cup from this year. It's an 0809 oh, card, 2008-9. Okay. I got to attend the packout. Carvin and Chris Car- Carvin Chung and Chris Carlin invited me to come to that. 
to photograph all the cards, all the patch cards for, for, you know, archival purposes. And so this card is from that. So I've seen this card before. I probably held it in my hand and took a picture of it. But anyway, here it is. It's a BGS 9.5. Terry, I know you're glued to your screen right now. Gordy Howe. Oh, I've seen this before. Nice. Dual patch emblems of endorsement numbered out of 15 and i love that it's a true gem with all nine five subgrades yeah autograph got a 10 by up by uh by beckett and i just look at those patches yeah like i just think it's a spectacular card and when i saw it i'm like wow why hasn't anyone snapped this up and i asked i asked uh stefan like why haven't you snapped this one up i forget what he said would have been that story would have been better if i remembered what he said but this card, I was like, I if I can get this at a price I feel is fair, I have to have it. And I still probably paid, you know, 40% more than I would have wanted to, but it is graded. It got the right grade for the card. Gordy Howe is since deceased. Yeah. And um, anyway, I'm just really happy with I love this. The photo on it. I like that it's not a traditional photo. It's a different one. Yeah, that's right. It's not a picture we've seen very often. No, I like that. Yeah, thank you. I'm I uh, so that's the only card I got in the mail this week. I do love it. Very happy with it. <clears throat> Going back to the comments here. Let's see where we were. We were left off at Ziggy Palty. Thumbs down. Unsub. I love it, Carlos. I love it. Please don't unsub. Please don't thumbs down. But that's too funny, man. Too funny. Carlos made a comment earlier. Like we have no topic and agenda. It's like I don't think Jeremy really thinks of you very highly. I'm like that's not the case at all, Carlos. <laughs> Not at all. So Colin sold the Gordy Howe rookie today. PSA two, nice, good for you. And and I I hope it's a if it was a nice one, you know, nice PSA ones, nice PSA twos. They're still beautiful cards, hundred percent. Thank you, Legion. Appreciate it, Terry. Thank you, Tiger. Thank you, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Rich. Just don't like nice how people just don't sign like that anymore. Yeah, like look at the autograph. His autograph is yeah. always so nice. He's got the nine there. The only thing that would have made this better is if he signed Mr. Hockey as well, which he's done on lots of cards. But this is really clean with that nice flowing autograph at the bottom and the patches, especially obviously, especially the top one. Super sweet. Thank you, Tiger Jordan. Barry says, was the, was the introduction of one auto per pack in 94, 95 be a player more impactful, excuse me, than the introduction of jersey cards in 96, 97 upper deck? That's a huge question. That's a really good question. I don't I, know the answer. 96, 97 jerseys are still heavily collected. I can't say the same for a 94, 95 be a player. I And you know what? I Not only do I completely agree with that, I, I collect the 96, 97 yeah. upper decks. I'm down to one jersey card from the set that I don't have. I still need a Jagger. But, but at the time, I mean, and I have no interest at all in 94, 95 be a player autograph. I, 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 think, I think they're ugly. I don't like them at all. But... What was more impactful at the time? I, I don't know uh, the answer to that. I'd love to hear what some people in the audience think. If you want to do want to pipe up and answer Barry's great question, Barry, I'm really interested in the answer. Uh, Billy says, speaking of Stefan and other super collectors, do you guys know of any super collectors or super player collectors that have an amazing collections but keep it pretty private, no social media presence? I mean, one uh, Amit, <laughs> one of the guys. One guy who has a very impressive uh, super collection of Alexander Ovechkin just launched uh, an Instagram account. His name is Anthony, Anthony Swiatek, pretty well known in the hobby and as far as Expo goes. And he just started his, um, 
his Instagram account. And it's it's gaining a lot of action because it's like every single card is is a is a monster, is a whale. Pretty much. I yeah, can't my, uh, my Wendell Clark collection I've not posted. And I have a fairly big Wendell Clark collection. I can uh, I can I can confirm that. I'm trying to remember uh, Anthony's name on on Instagram with his, and I recommend you guys check it out because I think it's like Ovi Scott. Oh, oh, here I found it. It's Ovechkin the Great Eight with the number eight. Ovechkin the Great, and then the I digit eight. You guys want to follow a really impressive account on Instagram? I'll say it one more time: Ovechkin the Great. And then the number eight is, you'll you'll just shake your head at, at the caliber of, and even his his booth at Expo when he has set up there is probably, you know, dollar for dollar like show like if you look at take the most valuable showcase in the room it's probably his by a long shot, there it is Billy puts it up that's the that's the account we're talking about, so I'm gonna show you one while you're reading the comments I'll just show you what I have sure. So this will be on for the virtual expo. I'll try and line them up. This is a McKinnon Prime. There's six of them total. I'm missing two. I debated whether or not to keep them or I should try and complete it, but that's pretty cool. Cool. That is cool. I'm going to, in the, between cards, I just want to address, uh, as a new hockey collector, what year and from what set is the Gordie Howe? So I think if you're talking about this card here, uh, Oscar card dad, this is from 2008-9 Upper Deck, The Cup. So The Cup is the brand made by Upper Deck, and it's from an insert set called Emblems of Endorsement. And if you're not aware, The Cup is the highest-end product in hockey that's in licensed hockey. Leaf does put out a wonderful product also called Pearl, which is more expensive by the pack, uh, but, it's, uh, but, but it's not licensed. So there's that. But and if you were talking about his rookie card that that um, Colin mentioned earlier, that's from 1951-52 Parkhurst, which is like the first post-war hockey set and chalk filled with Hall of Fame rookie cards. Really important set. Yeah. Carlos says Gordy's auto held up really well for a long time. He kept it very consistent. And I mean, this is really nice for his age and his yeah. mental state. Like this is a really nice. I'm I'm super happy with that card. One of my favorite autographs of Gordy Hell, I'll find it next time we talk, is I actually got Mr. and Mrs. Hockey. Oh, really? Yes. Colleen. Colleen Howe. His wife was integral for him towards the end of his life and I think uh, kind of ran, ran a lot of the business that he was doing in terms of uh, appearances and all that. Paul says, problem with the first two be a player was non-licensed, but the auto per pack, I think, opened up the possibilities for the mem to follow. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, and I think it, it's what really spawned a lot of these ideas because autographs in packs up until then were few and far between. Upper Deck Heroes, you see them yep. on the Heroes every so often. And I know you had the Pro Set autograph for Patrick Waugh. I can't remember what there was for football back in those days. But, but that wasn't the biggest problem with that set. It's the design and the action shots like on the golf course or it's just – it's just the design was awful, just awful. Yeah. And, and, and then guys on the golf, one guy was holding a putter. I can't remember what card that was I saw, but I saw that as well. Yeah. Yam says, I believe 96 press pass jersey cards were first, although they were, although they were collegiate. Yeah. I don't remember the details back then. Carlos has a great memory for that stuff. Chris says, jerseys seem more abundant now than autographs. Not sure how to measure the impact of them, though. Fair, fair comment. 
They've scaled back tremendously, though, in recent collections. Now they have the one or two short print jerseys per set, but they're not like they did it before. And yeah. I actually like that better. Anthony's collection is insane. Yes, it certainly is, guys. Again, that's this account here. on. If you just joined us, this account on Instagram, Ovechkin the Great Eight, friend of mine by the name of Anthony Swiatek. He's been in the hobby a long time. Um, he's got like... I don't know, a dozen Crosby Cup rookies. Like yeah. it, not no he's joke. There's more. a picture. He's got more. There, there's a picture on on this account. Like this this account. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to put out a dollar value because I just not appropriate, maybe, but it's like big. It's big. And and uh yeah. And he's he, you know, yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. I had dinner with him and and Davey, who may or may not be watching at the national last year. Good guys. I enjoyed my I enjoyed my time with them. Chris says, Jersey Seymour oh, already did that one. Um, I've thought about posting my collection on Instagram, but it's a ton of stuff to take pictures of and would take a long time. Well, Chris, man, that's no excuse. Start slow. couple cards a oh, day. Yeah, yeah. Easy. It's easy, man. That's that's just that's just lazy, man. That's just lazy. Do it. Do it. You got. To, you could be doing it right now while you're talking to us. Okay, enough. I'm not going to pressure you any more than that. <laughs> yeah. Dave, just looked at that OV account. Wow, right? Okay. Not, now I wasn't, wasn't messing around. Another big super collector you don't see or hear much about anymore is Andy Hatzos. He is still yeah. adding to his Tim Thomas. Yeah, Andy Hatzos. I haven't heard of him in a long time. A long man. time. What was his name? He was on Hobby Insider yeah. for a What was his name on there? I can't remember, but he used to have Hatzos. the most epic threads. They were like long. It was like a long. novel. But it was really well written. Like him and that guy that always uh, used to post about the hockey theme set. That's another person who I really enjoyed listening to. Or reading, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Miss I uh, miss him on this on, on Hobby Insider. Paul, it can be daunting, but it's so cool when you get other fans of player card commenting. Yeah. Well, Instagram, I think you're talking about Instagram, Paul. And and you know, sort of to Chris, like Instagram is is so much fun. I Instagram, like I didn't have Instagram or YouTube in my life until like early 2019. And the hobby has, while I still collect the way I collect, the hobby has completely gotten much more enjoyable for me. You know, doing doing the show is is so much fun. But Instagram has added a lot to it for me as well. You know, Facebook was big for a lot of people and yeah. Facebook groups became a big thing, but I find Instagram to be there's just so much there's there's not all the drama and all the accusations yeah. and all the negativity. You know, it's not Instagram is less for doing deals, I think, and more for community where in yeah. where Facebook is more for deal making and with that comes along the scammers pages and calling people out and the drama and the keyboard warriors and all that i find i find instagram to be a friendlier happier place shinier yeah. happier people yeah. <laughs> rem one of my oh, favorite all-time bands by the way one of my favorite all-time bands rem i love them and and another all-time band just because i'm thinking about is the offspring totally not like like oh really RM. I love I love the offspring, man. I, I think they don't they don't have a bad song in my opinion. I was more of a Green Day kind of person, but anyways, that was just me. I like Green Day too, but I love the offering. Thanks for the info on both how cards, Jared. My pleasure, Oscar Dad2321. It's a it's a pleasure to have you uh joining us tonight. Thank you for joining. And guys, feel free to hit that thumbs up button on this video too. Can't hurt. Yeah, don't give up on the McKinnon. What a great piece yeah. in progress. I know. I'm like, I don't know if I should sell it or just try and get those last two. I'm I mean, debating. debating. Yeah, I don't like, know. I, I, I've known, guys, I've known Amit a very long time. We have spent a lot of time together because we set up beside each other at the expo. 
uh, for years now. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. He's going to sell them. That's what's going to happen. He can think, he can think about it all he wants. It doesn't matter. He's going to sell them. He's not going to chase the other two. I trust him. I pretty much can do it. I can't. It would make more sense to sell them. There you go. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, Uncle Vinny says, 94.5, be a player if memory serves me right. Didn't have logos on jerseys. Yeah. And they were wearing like the NHLPA jersey, I think, yeah. actually. That was, he says, that was a drawback. It wasn't a, to me, it was more than a drawback. It like, it's just like, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. However, it had a Vladimir Konstantinov, which is one of his few autograph cards. Yeah, because for anyone who doesn't know, Vladimir Konstantinov is the player who was like cr not critically injured, but well, maybe it's a critical if you don't die. He uh, never recovered. Never. He became, I believe, like a paraplegic from yeah. uh, the the after like the night they won the Stanley Cup. They were out partying. The limo they were in w was in a bad accident and he ended up losing his ability to you know he became a yeah maybe a quadriplegic right like oh. it was so sad so sad and he was a beast on the ice yeah. so sad chris yeah i get that i've got a bunch of them scanned and on photo bucket somewhere but the thought of 400 400 cards man that's nothing <laughs> chris take new pictures with in the instagram app and upload them don't worry about and don't worry about your photo bucket uh, images. Those are those are worthless to you now. The Ovechkin account, Anthony's account. When I was talking to him about, it, I said, "Man, you know, take new pictures. Don't use your old ones because they don't fit in the Instagram frame properly. You have to take you have to take pictures in the Instagram app for them to look proper on Instagram. Otherwise, you really, you got to pull the you got to pull away further and have the car take up less of the frame. It's just the way Instagram imports pictures. But Chris, man, it's easy. Come on." What was the set that had it was Vic it was Victor Kozlov I think that had the VK and it was like a it was like a postcard it had like a little thumbnail of the person's face and he just signed VK do you remember what that set was it was in no. the eighties or nineties I want to say yeah, well he his rookie was 91-92 so it would have been after that are you talking about like Vyacheslav Kozlov. Vyacheslav Kozlov, yeah, yeah. I think I think there was another Kozlov that came out later. Was it someone? Else, someone will know out there. Someone will figure out. The cardboard police out there will know. It's uh, but there were two. There was Vyacheslav Kozlov, and I can't remember the other one's name. Victor Kozlov, maybe it probably was. Yeah, it's so oh, man. It's crazy how you just can't remember all these players from the '90s anymore. Like ten years ago, I knew all of them for sure. Okay, Paul says, I'm an Oilers fan, and the Cujo golfing card was a sore spot for me after the brutal seasons. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can get that. There's actually a lot, a ton of player super collectors that you just don't see posting a lot more than just a want list. Sure, they don't cut Gretzky of the world, but they've got impressive collections. Again, you know, you always hear people say that what you, the hobby online is just a fraction of the overall hobby. Yeah. And I do believe that's true because we're, we're meeting more and more people all the time now via these new platforms like YouTube, like Instagram. Not that the platforms are new, but I'm new to them at least or newish. Yeah. Oh man, the peer pressure. Do it, Chris. Do it. It's just a picture, man. There it the is. Great the great, Zoe. the great Zoe. That was that was uh, Andy's name on Hobby Insider. I talked to him quite a bit on Twitter. Have known him for over a decade. Well, say hello for all of us from the Hobby Insider crew, and uh, let him know about the show. Maybe he can come join us. 
Hey, there's Alex, Joe Sackick, 19XX. Welcome to the show, buddy. Haven't seen you in a little while. Good to, we were at the, I don't know, we had a great time at the expo. Maybe we'll see you at the next one too. Yeah, yeah had a snake icon on Hobby Insider. Haven't seen him for a bit. And he was the great Zoe. Yeah. There we go. Everyone remembers it. Everyone remembers it. So true about Instagram versus Facebook. Yeah, you're with me on that. Hey, ti hey Tiger Jordan. Yeah, uh, for sure. Instagram is just so much more. And, you know, Al G is a good guy to comment on that because he's, a you know, relatively newer to Instagram as well. I don't know, Al, I don't know, Al, how active you were on Facebook, but I'm curious about how you... Actually, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really that curious because I know I see, I see Al enjoying Instagram regularly doing his different challenges that he does. I don't take part, Al. I'm sorry. I just, but I do enjoy your post and they're, they're, it's what? awesome. The one forum I cannot get into is Twitter. I just cannot do cards on Twitter. It's just not me. I find it extremely annoying. Yeah, I, I hear. I don't do. I'm with you, man. I don't do cards on there either. I follow some. I have an account because of the show, but yeah. I don't. I just post show stuff on there. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Wow, Ovi's collection of 0506, the cup game used one of. Yeah, yeah. So he's again. Matt's talking about the Ovechkin, the great eight account on Instagram, and he's got like. 25 property of one of ones, including the great. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Colin Murray says the watchman. So the watchmen are also one of my all time favorite bands. The drummer is my cousin. I've been friend. I grew up with the watchman. Uh, and if you're in the States watching this, you probably haven't heard of them, but they're, they're kind of, I don't want to say iconic, but they're a very well-known Canadian band and they're still touring. You know, they're not, sorry, they're not touring. They do, you know, pre COVID they would, come do the Calgary Stampede every so often. They'd, they'd go, they'd hit up the big Canadian cities every couple of years. They all have careers. My cousin, Sammy's the drummer. He's a real estate agent in Toronto right now. Danny Graves, a singer, owns a bar in, in Toronto. He does that. Joey Serlin, the guitarist and the main songwriter. He, I, I think he does songwriting. He does jingles and that sort of thing. Like, these guys all work and they still yeah. tour. And uh, they're, they're a great group of guys. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, like I said, I grew up with those guys as a kid all the way through. So I'm a big fan of the Watchmen. Always have been. Good call, Colin. Yeah, love it. I love And I love seeing the love for them because, of course, I'm close to these guys. Golf outing. Limo driver was intoxicated. I get chills to this day when I watch Stevie Y make a statement on it. So so it was a golf outing, but it was like this is the Konstantinov uh, injury. And I'm, I'm thinking if it was a golf injury, it must have been like right around the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. yeah, I thought it was based on celebrating, but I might have been wrong on that. So thanks for correcting, uh, Uncle Vinny. Great to have you here. As always, Dave, Chris, I got 3,500 posts on Instagram. Probably have two times as much as I could post. Just post. Yeah, there's more peer. It's just not me peer pressuring you, uh, Chris. Does it surprise you at all that Amish Dave has 3,500 posts when his videos are 16,000 hours long? I'm not surprprised at all. And I, I, don't, I almost feel like like that was probably 3,500 posts in the last 20 minutes. Hmm. I rarely notice how many posts people have on Instagram. It's like that's a stat that, you know, on Hobby Insider or any message yeah. boards, you can see it's right there. Every time you see someone, you see how many posts they have. It's kind of like your, your badge of honor. On Instagram, it almost seems to me like some of the biggest accounts have very few posts. There's guys with 3,000 followers and 25 posts. I don't, yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, barring the op, the, the possibility that they're paying for their followers, I don't know where they're, how they're getting so many followers from 20 posts. It doesn't make sense to me, but maybe someone can 
brief me on how that works. I've well, already got well, 75, and I have, and I don't know how many posts I've made. Well, let's hear it. Uh, Vic Ashley confirms it's uh, it's Victor uh, caused all the murder. Ashley Lewis, Victor, thank you. Set though, did we sign VK? Could have been him. I don't know what set that was from, but I just want to say to Ashley Lewis, uh, I don't think I've seen you on the show before, so welcome to Sports Cards Live. Glad glad to have you here with us. Com C Barry says rumor has it Yuri Slager signed VK in his cards. Yuri Slager was hot for about a year in the hobby. Bunch of people saying, yeah, Victor Kozlov, Vyacheslav was Slava Kozlov. That's right. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys, for clearing our memory. Colin pipes in as well. Colin knows his hockey. Victor, Victor Kozlov was a shark. So this is how behind I am in the comments. I mean, I apologize. We're, it's all good, man. We're, we're six minutes behind on the comments, guys. Slava played for the Wings, and then Victor came after. That rings a bell. Yeah, Slager was a redemption. Victor signed his full signature. You can manage Instagram on desktop, right-click, inspect element, change the view to mobile. Some serious instructions there. Thanks for posting that, Billy. Sean Robb, welcome. Do you guys think the Ray Borko Peachy rookie is really undervalued? Ah, see, this is a question I like. Let's, let's talk yeah. about this one for a minute. So first thing I'm going to say is that it's gone up. At, like the PSA 9s used to be like, like used to pre-COVID, what, like four, or $500, maybe 600 bucks U.S.? Now they're, I, I, last one I saw was like 900 bucks. Yeah. So it's gone up a bit more. I'm going to say, and I'd have to see the population because I'm, I'm thinking PSA 8s, 9s, and 10s. Yeah. So that's just what I would be looking at. I think it is undervalued. I, I think it is. agree. 100% agree. So why? Why is it undervalued? I mean, first of all, he's a defenseman, which, you know, in as a hobby rule almost, defensemen don't get the love that, you know, scorers and goaltenders do, which I think is unfair i think they deserve more love bobby orr was a defenseman you know yep original oh, six team with the bruins right yeah he stayed for a very long time with that team and i love i think the cool aspect of it is he left to go to one team one time 16 and they got the cup so i think that also helped propel that um i have a feeling it may have been his haircut that's pulling them back i don't know it's gonna <laughs> be off i'm not sure but so I'll joke. I think that guy is an undervalued card by far. And I actually will go. I've actually picked up a few of his lower end ones just to make sure I have lower grade ones just to make sure I have it. And the other thing about his card and all 8081s is that they are notoriously off centered. So yep. if you find a nice centered PSA 9, which is now pretty expensive, but if you can find a centered PSA 8 and you want a Bork rookie in your collection, I would say get get one. I think I mean I don't know if it's still undervalued. I haven't looked at them like in the last couple of days in terms of eights, mm -hmm. last couple of months or weeks even. But I would say that it's probably still a good buy. And I know that the population on those eighty eighty one rookies in high grade are a lot lower than some other cards, like a Gretzky rookie as an example, uh, which I know Gretzky's in a class of his own. But I, I do think they're undervalued. I think I think hockey's undervalued. So yes. in general, but well, it's I mean, picking up steam, and I think it'll help once the season's back on. I think they're going to follow basketball in terms of when they start. I hope so. I hope so. But fun question, Sean. I like to hear from the crowd what what other people think about the Bork rookie. It's a great question because you know he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, and I want to say that he left the he left Boston to go win a cup with Colorado, yeah. and he picked the right team because they yeah. ended up winning the cup that year. Yeah. And, I remember Joe Sackick took the cup and gave it right to Ray Bork, like yeah, right they away. The, they had the hats with 16, right? They had 16 victories. It was like this thing, road to 16. Yes. Right? Was, yes. Yeah. 
It was amazing. And then you compare it to what Joe Thornton just did. He left the Sharks, who don't seem to be on the way to winning a cup, to go try and win a cup with the Leafs. Ah, go. Come on, man. I don't see a cup there, man. I don't see it either. I don't see it either. Paul says to Chris, check out one of my favorite Instagram accounts, Batnob Cursive. One I follow that one as well. Yep, a great account. Thank, thanks for putting that out there, Paul. Yam says there are pro players with quiet collections too. Lefko mentioned it in his podcast today. Have to go watch that one. You know why though? Why? Because you don't want to get someone to to hold your card for ransom. True. So when I, when I was well known as a Wendell Clark collector, people would actually buy the card and hold it and say, "I'm not selling it to you for less than X amount." And I realized I'm like, I'm not playing that game. I'm just not publicizing it. Yeah. And the less I publicize it, the more pieces I got in the long run. So I don't want people to know. Yeah, no, I'm with you on there. It's if you tell people what you're buying, they might go after. It's okay if you're to me if you're just buying like commodity type cards. Okay, like you know. I'm buying Austin Matthews Young Guns or I'm buying Luca Prisms. Fine. There, there's a million of them available. Yeah. I don't think you're going to affect, you're going to be affected. But if you're looking for rare cards and you tell yeah. people, yeah, they, so, but I mean, the community has really gotten wonderful lately where a lot of people will help you find them. So That's while you take, the risk, you take the risk of running the price up on yourself, yeah. you also take the, the, the benefit, you have the benefit of people now scouting for you, which is, which is just wonderful. And it just, it's such a, it just another reason why I love this hobby so much. I get a lot of those, a lot of people saying, Hey, there's a Wendell Clark card here. Go take a look. Um, you'll actually get people who'll be like, look, there's a collection for sale. Here. Go look. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go do that. That's fine with me. I want to bring up Al's comment here. Cause I asked him to post. So he says, thanks, Jeremy. We have a lot of fun with the challenges. Get to see cards. You wouldn't usually see. We've got collectors from all over the world in our group. So, Al, you mentioned a group. Uh, what do you mean by group? Like, is there a group? Is it a do you do you guys have like a, a private uh, chat room within Instagram, or are you just talking about people who join your challenges? I'm curious of the answer to that. Wow, lots of comments. I'm going to run through these and meet. Book okay, bookmarked it. Yuri Bubla, Sun Slager. I remember Yuri Bubla. That's right. Every PSA grade has a green arrow going up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. It was him and Fetis. Okay, here's a story on Konstantino. It was him and Fetisov left the golf outing early. It was two days after the Stanley Cup parade. They told Shanahan they had enough for the day. All the players had limos. They left, and then the driver passed. So the driver passed away. I think it was what the driver passed out. It must be a second. Passed out, hit a tree. Oh my gosh. Crazy. 425 USD. Is that the price of the Ray Bork PSA? Must be. Maybe it was Bork getting posterized by Lemieux. I don't understand that, Paul. I don't understand that one either. Here's the here's the population. There are five tens. So this is the Bork rookie. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Only five tens, 26. Really? That's it? Wow. I find that hard to believe. There's only five PSA. Are you looking at Tops or Opeachy, Matt? I wonder, because that seems so low to me, even on tens, but and on nines. I mean, I've been through a few of those nines myself. I have one here. I one of only 20. I mean, I hope those are right. And I hope that's the Ray Bork Pops, but that really surprises me. Not too many people have numbers retired in two cities like uh, Ray. Good point. Really good point. Really good point. Another Feather in his hat for sure, for sure. And then only Wayne Gretzky is retired league-wide, I believe. Yes. 
Tiger Jordan says Boston fans celebrated Bork's Cup as if the Bruins had won it. I, I love that. I love yep. that the, because they didn't. He didn't leave there with any if with any negativity. He nope. left there to win a cup, and it's like I'm a I was a Winnipeg Jets fan my whole life until they left. And Timu Solani is my favorite hockey player of all time. And when he won his cup with Anaheim, yeah. I shed a tear for sure. I was just so happy for. Well, him. I was happy for him too. Like he's one of the nicest guys to play. I met him in person a few times just at events. Such a nice guy. Oh, lo- love Timu. And I was so happy he won the cup. So I understand the Boston feeling. And it's different. I mean, Timu played in Winnipeg for like two and a half years. Ray Borg yeah, played in Boston. Yeah, he left a legacy in, in, yeah in- I mean, he's he's up there with Bobby Orr in terms of all-time greats in that city for sure. I think that guy must be talking about tops. I'm just gonna check real quick. Please do, please do check. Yam wants to know, what is a Carter set which surprised you because it never took off? Oh, boy. What is a card or set that surprised you because it never took off? Like, as in it got sunset by the company or? Either. Or just collectors didn't, I think it remains, or collectors just didn't take to it. For me, it's 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 the FLIR Retro and the FLIR Showcases. because, And I'm only surprised in hindsight at those because looking back now, those products in hockey produce some of the coolest cards that we've seen. And, you know, Upper Deck, and I've told, if Billy is still watching, I mean, I've told him a hundred times, you know, you got to bring back the FLIR brand. And I've also, and he said, well, no, the the, the, the distributors and the retailers don't want it. I said, they're going to want it. Trust me, they're going to want it. And that's how we appeal to basketball. And he said, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to bring it back. I'm, I'm pretty certain they will. But to me, it's like the FLIR brand in hockey is just not something that Upper Deck believes is a winner. And I think I think they will see the light on that eventually, and they will put out the FLIR brand again. Who is it that put up the stats? On the Pops? Yeah. I'm just scrolling back right now. I don't know. So I've gone so far back, I didn't yeah, see yeah, it. I would like, maybe oh, it was Matt. It was Matt 14K. Maybe he can clarify, because I just ran... I just did a PSA check on a number. This is a Germant eight, and so there Matt, are Matt. What was this message about? If you don't mind letting us know, we'd love to see that to know what that was in reference to. Which it might be up there. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to go through some more comments here quickly, Amit. Uh, yeah, basically, in the, I'm looking at a tops Ray Bork in an eight. And the population is 453 eights. What did he say? He said 67 eights. That, that might have been, I don't know what that is, but maybe he'll answer us. Yeah. Um, as for Yam's question, I mean, I, I answered that, Yam, with the FLIR stuff. Um, but I'd like to hear what you think. Chris says you should try to get LaRock on the show. He collects and helps run. Yeah, yeah. George LaRock played for the Oilers among maybe another team or two. And, yeah, he runs a shop in Montreal. He yeah. was set up at the, at the Summit Show in Edmonton in 2019 that I was set up to. And he, um, he had nice cards at his booth, actually. He, and he was nice. I chatted with him a little bit. Billy says, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Wings fan, but Lidstrom is below or Bork, Harvey, and Pronger, in my opinion. Bork's career would be like Makar Hughes replicating their 1920 season for 20 years. I like the way you put that. For me, Lidstrom. Lidstrom, man. That's another, like, he was a legend. He's a legend. But I don't I don't mean you say below. I can see him below or. I can see him below Bork. I mean, Doug Harvey was Ray, was Bobby Orr until Bobby yeah. Orr came along. But and Pronger Chris, is an interesting one. He's an interesting one too. I would, I mean, he was Chris Pronger was a different player than Lidstrom, though. Yeah. Like he was a, I mean, he was he was so big. He, Him and Scott Stevens were very similar in a lot of ways, right? So, well, 
Pronger was mean, but Pronger was a better player than Stevens, yeah. right? Pronger had offensive abilities, defensive ability. He was a yeah. beast. He was a he was a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. They're both great players. I I don't even know who I would pick over uh, Pronger or I, Times. I can't pick. How, here's a great comment uh, from Amtma eleven twenty six. Having a lot of people looking out for you is great. Yeah, that's in with respect to when you do yeah. tell people what you're looking for. Yeah, appreciate that. Dave Jones, double-edged sword as others look for cards for you too. Yeah, hey, thanks for that. That's what I was thinking as well. Barry says, the Hockey News featured Konstantinov in the Top 100 Defense and Magazine at 101 as an honorable mention. That's really nice of them for sure. Yeah, he was drafted 221st overall in 1989. Well, so is Hasek. Wasn't Hasek in the third round? Probably later. Uh, Hasek or was it... Uh, Datsuk was in like the last Datsuk, round. right. What okay? Not too many have worn sixty six since Mario. Yep, a couple of thirty one tens. That must be the uh, column. Must be talking about the Opichi Ray Bork. Yam. What about rookie update? I thought that was a cool set, but only lasted a couple seasons. Rookie update where the dual autographs and all that. Yeah, that was a product that didn't take off. But I don't. I don't necessarily think it should have. Is one thing I would say about that particular product. I wasn't a fan. The Russian five documentaries must watch for hockey fans. Well, less avalanche fans, possibly. Yeah. Claude Lemieux and Chris Draper. Remember yeah. that incident? Holy crap. That was crazy. Yeah. Here we go. 132 nines, 352. Yeah, okay. So I'm really curious. Oh, Matt is talking. Okay, hold on. Legion says bring back clear showcase and dump synergy. I disagree. But that's me. I like Synergy, too. I'm like, bring back Fleer Showcase and keep Synergy would be my take. But, again, I don't like opening Synergy. I like buying singles, some singles from Synergy. I'm buying singles. I'm also getting some of them graded. I looked at Opeachy. They're only a total of 272 graded. You know what you're looking at? I know what he's looking at. He's looking at um, an earlier card in the set that's like a record breaker or something like yeah. that. Yes, that makes sense. That's what you're looking at, Matt. You're looking at a Bork card from 8081, but not his 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 main player card. AMTMA, I feel like Fleer is way better than some of the new crap they're pumping out, like Allure. Interesting comment, because some people love Allure. I've seen people, and yeah. it's mostly non-hockey guys, I see that yeah. are loving Allure. The color, right? The colors are really nice. Yeah. And their die cuts. Here Al says, so this was answering my question I asked him before. There's a core group that is shown by our Time GVB hashtag. Uh, those were the original player collectors, but anyone is welcome to post. Oh, that's cool. So take note of that hashtag, uh, everybody watching. Time GVB. I'll watch for that, Al. Thank you for uh, clarifying. Uh, Billy, I really like Top's Gold Label. It was awesome looking set. The cardstock was pretty unique. It was a unique uh, cardstock. I remember it. It was an iconic one. Was And my favorite product, if I could ever open it up again, I would do it in a heartbeat. It was Pacific. Private stock. Oh, private stock was cool for sure. Was, like, the card stock was amazing. For sure, for sure. I do wish Fleer Retro took off. I do too. Now, I don't know the Fleer Retro is a product you want to see come out all the time because it's. I think it's almost meant to be once every 10 years, but then they followed up with Fleer Showcase. I'd love to see Showcase come back and model it more like a retro and hit up some more of those inserts from the 90s that we saw in basketball and baseball that we yes. and hockey for that matter, you know? that we could see again. That would be cool. Man, totally agree about Flair Retro. Yep, both were very dirty. Karma got both. Pronger better than Stevens. Lidstrom is a different beast than those two. I agree. I agree with that. 
Hasek was like round 10. <laughs> 10th Hasek, 10th round, 199th overall. I mean, the guy, again, in my opinion, best goaltender from a technical level of all time and 199th overall. He was so good. And he was so quirky too. He was yeah. so fun to watch on interviews because he he just seemed so uncomfortable, but yeah. with with some yeah. some comedy uh, kind of weaving throughout. Colin, what is your so, uh, on HR? I want to shoot you a question. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Jeremy. No, no, I'm I'm sorry for I'm gonna that's just them talking to each other. Go ahead, show that. Oh, there's a full uh a full patch yeah that's cool so i got that for virtual what, who, what player is that ekblad 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 nice the first overall pick a defenseman for florida very cool let's here we go lidstrom has seven norris trophies and four cups how many does pronger have says jeff mcmahon he has a friendship with uh what's the guy that owns uh the flyers what's his name the, the owner they're really good friends Vinny says, Vladdy was captain in the Russian army, couldn't leave when drafted like Fedorov did. He had a wife and a daughter left around when the wall fell. Good point, yeah. Wonder if Upper Deck will ever do a set where the parallels make an actual rainbow since collectors refer to them all as, as a rainbow. Yeah, that's – so, like, the actual, like, like red, orange, green, blue, purple, brown, black, that oh, kind of thing, okay. or RGD Biv, whatever that acronym is. I can't think of it right now. Right. Miners for two years back. Chris West, Hasek is the GOAT, won Vezina after Vezina with both Patrick Waugh and Brodeur in the league. That's what I say. Yeah. Hasek is the GOAT. That's yeah. what I say. Hey, we reached the end of the comments like for the first time during the show, meet. Yeah, I'm cool. If you want to go, I can go for a few more minutes. I'm good. I'm good for a couple more minutes. We're at yeah. the hour. We're into last call, guys. When we hit past an hour on, over, on, on after hours, we're into last call. Yeah. So we didn't yeah. even get we didn't even get to overtime during the original sports cards live tonight. We we hit the two hour mark almost exactly. Yep. Oh, here we go. Barry says I rate Lidstrom is number three, but Pronger did win the Hart Trophy as the league MVP. He's the only D man to win it since Bobby Orr. You know what I love? Comp C Barry works at Comp C, and his hockey knowledge is fairly good. So I love that there's a hockey guy at Comp C. So that that makes it even better. So thanks, yeah. Barry. Yeah. Barry's going to be my guest on uh, on Sports Cards Live. Let me just find out when he'll. When I'm looking at the calendar I have here, Barry Ma, November 18th. Barry is my guest, and it's the one before the the virtual expo. And then on November 21st, that guy right there will be my guest to talk about the virtual. Well, I'll tell you guys what else is coming up here. So. This Wednesday, Joel Alpert, who is like, he, he's Bobby Hall's agent. He's got a long history in the hobby. He'll be a fun guest. And he's, he's a, I mean, I don't know him all that well, but I've met him a few times. And the guy's, he's entertaining. I think he'll enjoy that. Right. We're going to do, do a Pokemon theme episode on Halloween for Halloween. And then right. November 4th, I have a professional scout from the Florida Panthers joining us. And um, he's, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about kind of like what we can look for in players if you want to scout hockey players because you're a card collector what can you look for yeah. and so he'll be a cool guest to have <clears throat> and all well, spoiler he's my first cousin so he was easy for me to get he but he's been a scout for the panthers for like i don't know six seven years now and uh so that'll be pretty cool uh his name's richard pollock and i'll be having him on the show 
And then we got Scott Greenberg, who's the CEO. I think he's the CEO at Starstock coming on. I got to admit, I know nothing about Starstock yet. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of research. If anyone out there knows and uses Starstock, feel free to let me, me know what you know, because I need to get, I need to kind of get caught up on that. Carlos, you probably know what Starstock does. And then on After Hours that night, Chris McGill from House of Jordans will be joining me. That was a good pairing. Uh, so he'll be joining me that night. November 11th and 14th are unscheduled. I may not do shows that week because I have some training I'm going to be in. So that might be tough. It's also Remembrance Day. We got Barry Ma on the 18th. We got a meet on the 21st. We got Tracy Hackler from Panini will be joining me November 25th. November 28th, Ken Reed from Sportsnet will be on the show. December 2nd is Brian Gray. December 5th is Joe Daly and his son Travis. One of my original LCSs will be joining me. And then December 12th is Michael Hodges, uh, who is from, uh, gosh, I forgot. I met him at the, at, the, uh, met him at the Industry Summit. He used to be St. Louis Sports Cards. I forget what he goes by now, but a good guy, big online presence. Should be a fun show as well. So that's that's what's coming up, guys. We're booked into December. We should get Carlos. So Carlos should do a show on Starstock for you before you do yours. Yeah, so Carlos, <laughs> you have to do a show on Starstock, and what was the other one you didn't know? Yeah, Starstock, and well, let's do StockX. You can do both. Yeah, Could, yeah, that that'd be very helpful. Okay, we got more comments coming in. Billy Darius Kasparitis was drafted fifth overall after going through two drafts undrafted, the Russian factor, and that guy was a beast on the IC. Hated, hated Casper. He was he was hateable. Mikey, Mikey's back. Yeah, we're still. Oh going. yeah, we're here, buddy. We're still going hard. Good to see you back, Chris. Also, has to carry the checks to a gold in the Olympics, right? Right. Jeremy, what goodies did you get at the summit? So the summit wasn't a show. The summit was really like an industry conference, and but they are sending out uh, like swag bags, and they they're just. They were shipping them on Monday, I believe. So I'm and I'm up here in the and it's probably gonna take a couple of weeks to get mine, but I'm looking forward to some good stuff. Hopefully, I get enough to kind of pay the freight that I paid to go to that thing. My mistake was I was looking at 81 Opeachy, not 80. Uh, there you go. So second year. Appreciate the clarification, Matt. We were trying Matt, to figure that one out. Matt just drove up the the cost and pricing of that that card. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, second year cards, you know, yeah. they don't get the love that they used to either. That's something that people right. yeah. used to get so much more love, right? That time Canada took Patrick Waugh to an international event. That time. Amit, you mentioned in the stream with Carlos, your favorite design of Topps Project 2020 is a hip-hop centric artist. Who do you enjoy who do you enjoy rap wise listening in the to in the 90s? The Beastie Boy. Oh, yeah. 90s uh epmd um i love public enemy um i got epmd was definitely tops tribe called quest was good yeah so many iced tea two live crew two no nah, i never i only bought their album because it was banned and people were paying top dollar for their album so i went and bought them all in the states and brought them back up here and resold them well, um, they had they had that one song we want hey we want some yeah I'll just blank that one out. Carlos says, I've looked into Starstock a bit. It's still early days for them, but they're getting themselves out there for sure. That's good to hear. So and Carlos, they do a forecasting of where you think it'll be. Well, that's good information right there. Uh, but, you know, there are people talking about them on YouTube. I see uh, like Ziggy does his uh, his daily 
uh, and he just changed the name of his channel from just Ziggy No to Ziggy Knows Daily Daily Sports Card Update and or Sports Cards Daily. And uh, he he talks about Starstock quite a bit. He follows him pretty closely. Woohoo for Joe! If that's Joe Thornton, Joe Daly. He's Joe Daly. Joe Daly. Yeah, Peter, you told me to get him on. Yeah, so Joe came on, and actually, Peter reminded me to reach back out to Joe, and I saw them at the industry summit. I saw I talked to Travis during the summit, and so we got them booked on the show. Joe Daly's a wicked guy. He's been he Joe Daly played for the the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Detroit Red Wings, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Buffalo Sabers, maybe. So yeah. And uh, he's got a card. His rookie card is from the first year of Opeachy, or well, the first year of Opeachy post-war in 1968. And um, he was my first LCS. I talked earlier that I went to Australia in the early 90s, um, right out of high school. And Joe Daly was someone who I spent like every Saturday in his shop in the late 80s. And when I was in Australia, I corresponded with some people back home, including Joe Daly. Like I wrote him a letter, if you can believe that, from, from Australia when I was there. So Having him on the show will be cool because it really it's very nostalgic for me. You know, I literally went when I went to Winnipeg and because I knew you, I went specifically to his shop. I'm like, look, I came here because Jeremy sent me. And he's like the smile went ear to ear on his face, and we talked for a while, and it was really cool, cool experience um uh, doing that. He's and his son Travis is a great dude too. Travis has been working in that shop since like 1988, 1989, maybe earlier. And he's I remember going in there and Travis is like, you know, maybe a year or two older than me. And we, you know, we became pals and got to, he never played hockey, but he's been working in the business. So now their shop, it's a card shop, but it's also like a framing store. They had to, you know, they diversified a bit, which was really smart. Matt says, Starstock is like day trading, lots of sales based off of one good performance. That's cool though. I mean, it's, it's a marketplace in the hobby, which, you know, it exists. I want to learn about it. So we'll have a show. We'll, we'll learn about it. Well, people that want are interested, you can tune in and check it out. Legion says, wow, what a lineup. Something to look forward to to wrap up 2020. Thank you, Legion. Yeah, had some good success at the Industry Summit lining up guests. And there's more to come. I've got I've got uh, the guy who owns Blowout is coming on the show, Tom Thomas Fish. He's coming on the show. We just haven't firmed up the date yet, but it's happening. Uh, nice up. Thank you very much, Tiger. Barry, did you want a prize? Did you win a prize? I did not win a prize at the Summit. The main stage gave away lots of prizes. My name did not get picked out of the of the hat. Carlos says, regarding doing a show on Starstock, I'll think about it, but I'm planning out something on Mike Baker Authenticated first. I don't know what Mike ba Baker Authenticated is, but I, I don't care about that. I care about the Starstock show. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're LeBron second year. Look, LeBron third year they're selling. So. And so is his uh, ninth year. Yeah. Time to prison. Matt tells us Ziggy has over 2,000 cards on Starstock. So that's why he's talking about it. And but so he knows about it. If you're going to use it, you're going to know about it. And maybe uh, Ziggy would be someone good for me. And that's maybe what you're telling me is talk to Ziggy, which I might have to do. If you bring in a rookie, he is still happy to sign it. Oh, for Joe. Yeah. Joe is such a good dude. I wish I knew that. I would have got it done. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy, Joe Daly, for sure. I went, I was there, I was, I was in Winnipeg back in, gosh, what was I there? About a year ago right now. And I went to the shop and had a good time hanging out with him for about an hour, chit-chatting. Great guy. Great guy. We're back, we're back to the end of the comments, guys. 
It's we've been going an hour 20, you know, after hours is supposed to go for about an hour. So I'm good to uh, to pack it in for the night unless anyone has any more comments or anything, Amit, anything more from you, Carlos, anything out of you? Or no, happy- you should mute uh, Amish Dave Archer while you're at it. Just mute him because this, this show will just keep going. <laughs> Not going to, well, he hasn't said anything for a while, so I can't even find him to mute him. Okay, good, good, good. So then Carlos doesn't say anything. I think we're good. And Carlos is texting me now. <laughs> Hold on a second. What's Let's he saying? See. Put it on the screen. What's he saying? What's he saying? Let's see. Carlos is saying, I'll save you time. Starstock is another version of Com C. Mike Baker authenticated an attempt to recertify graded card. In contrast to you, I don't care much about Starstock. Okay, so Carlos, this is now on screen. We can see it. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that it at least clarifies what Mike Baker authenticated it. And I, I've been hearing a bit about this where you're getting you're getting the secondary grade or the secondary like assessment of car of, of a graded card, kind of like PWCC has their special oh, ratings. Yeah. I think Mike Baker might be there's this new company I've seen where they put a little silver sticker at the top of the uh, of the slab, like on the front of the slab. And it's basically some designation that, that the card is really nice for the grade or something like that. Maybe a second opinion or an autograph. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure Carlos knows, though. Um, okay, a few more comments, guys, and we're going to wrap it up. Um, so thanks, everyone, for joining tonight. Thanks, Amit, for joining me as well. Billy says, has there been any word on 2029 rookie class? Is it just going to be Lafreniere and the playoff rookies from this season? So it's going to be more than Lafreniere. I think they got Quinton Byfield. I think they got a bunch of them. So it's going to be very... It's going to be good. You're, we're going to, it's going to be a good product, I do believe. Upper Deck's confirmed the lineup already. So, Look who woke up, Amish Dave. Oh, no. Here. Glad you're still here. Matt says, Starstock is great because there are no fees other than the 5% for a sale. I like that. I like knowing what that fee is. Chris West, no Instagram available for my phone. Okay, Chris, time for a new phone. You got to get rid of the flip phone, buddy. Time for a new phone, Chris. More peer pressure for Chris. Carlos, the concept has been tried successfully before in coins. That's why it's at least worth a quick video to discuss. Cool. Starstock only deals with rookie cards. And I heard they just added, was it football or soccer? Like they do basketball. I think they, I don't know. They do two sports and they added a third I just heard. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure which two they were doing, but (laughs) Chris, do they slab a slab? I think they put a little sticker on it kind of identifying the strength of it or something like that. Carlos knows better than I do right now, but, but um, I'm sure the star stock uh, as a guest will be, it'll be a good one for the library of, of, of this show, because you know, if they do kind of maintain their business and they have some lasting power in the industry, uh, it'll be nice to go back and see how they were earlier on. I'd like to see your, your end of year wrap up. You should do an end of year wrap up. Yeah, that would take a lot of work going back through all these videos and pulling out clips and all that. Not like that, just speaking about it. Just oh, thinking where you, you've progressed, right, verbally. Yeah. Um, and just have a show based on that. Because actually it could fill up one of your show slots just on crowdsourcing opinions from the last six months of shows? Holy cow. Six months are April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, yeah six. We're over six months now doing the show. This is ep- Tonight was episode 57, and this is the 10th version of, uh, of After Hours. So we've been doing, doing After Hours for two and a half months already. Colin, thank you very much. Appreciate you uh, tuning in, buddy. No Pokemon pickups this week for me. I don't think, I don't think. Did I almost buy one? 
Oh, I got to check. I don't remember. I might have bought one more card. Wax, uh... oh, I did buy one more card. I bought one more. I'm now at, I think, a, my 12th or 13th card. I bought one more. I bought an Umbreon because I thought it looked really cool. And I thought it, I thought it was undervalued based on my hobby instinct. Uh, Matt says, they so Starstock offered football, baseball, and basketball, and they just added soccer. So hockey is not yet added. And as I learned from eBay at the sports, at the industry summit, soccer has surpassed hockey in terms of, I think, total dollars transacted on eBay, which is kind of disappointing to hear from a hockey perspective. The Sports Cards Live Christmas special. Yeah, we could definitely do the holiday special. I just had a visual of you wearing a Christmas hat with the SCL logo on it. Yeah, probably won't catch me in a Christmas hat, but uh, but you might you might catch me doing doing a show then for sure. Um, I like this one. Sports Cards Live, where are they now? Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. What does Dave say? Solid show, guys. Help me get through the 2010 season of Josh Johnson cards at a count of over 19. See, that's the beautiful thing about some of these shows, right? We, you don't have to be totally focused on these shows. I, I put on YouTube shows when I'm sorting my cards, too. You know, it's it's it's, it's great background noise because it feels like you're hanging out with your friends, even yeah. though they're just talking to themselves, really. For sure. Holiday special, Carlos. PC in these uncertain days. Sports Cards Live, where are they now? Lots of collectors underestimate how popular and long-lasting Pokemon is. I believe Pokemon will last longer than most things. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. This was fun. Really fun After Hours uh, episode. Appreciate everyone joining us. Sports Cards Live, New Year's Spectacular. Yeah, who who wants to bring in New Year's with Carson Daly now? Let's bring it in with Sports Cards Live. I'll drop. What? Card ball drop. Card ball drop. That's not a maybe we'll do is if I don't have any any uh new year's new year's plans, maybe we'll just stream live on New Year's. We'll get all you guys on this. We'll do it together. We'll we do need an together. animated gif. We need an animated gif like uh come out that I want, way. I want all you guys that are regular viewers on the show to join me. I can get 10 people on this screen at one time. So we'll get 10 of us, we'll all come on and uh we'll just hang out on New Year's. It doesn't really it can just be kind of a Go around and chit chat, sort of thing. Legion, thank you so much as always. Two hours isn't too long. Take a look at the runtime on Kanye West Rogan episode that posted today. Oh boy, how long is that? Dave, I actually compared the 99 Pokemon set to the 8687 Fleer NBA set with Carlos the other night. And what did you guys come up with, come up with, like in terms of uh, market cap or sales volume, like population of grade? I'm really. What did you got? Uh, I'll just what watch. Did you actually, talk about <laughs> four hour plus stream on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, we could do that. Um, Dave, we got to get you, I and mean, we'll get all of us on there. I mean, I'm saying I'm, I don't mean to be greedy and say we do it on my channel, but I'm offering it up since this yeah. is what you know we're talking about it. But it could be on anybody's channel, really, too, for sure. You can count down. Sir, oh, where'd that go? Where'd that go? Oh, you can count down using card serial numbers. Oh, I like that. I like that. 98. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> Jordan equals Charizard. Yeah, or or not quite even. I mean, Charizard PSA 10 sell for more than Jordan PSA 10 rookies. Like double, if if not more. Carlos says he has he was he has looking at some of the stars of the basketball set versus Pokemon. A decent comparison for a random. Yeah, that would be a really interesting conversation. I'm gonna go back and watch that one maybe tonight. Glad you guys mentioned that. And that was on uh, that was on Dave's channel, right? And guys, 
I mean, there's so many other uh, content providers in here. I'm going to run through. I'm going to let you know. So Car check out, if you haven't yet, check out Because I'm Carlos on YouTube. Check out Amish Dave Archer. Check out Cardboard Nostalgia. Yeah. I'm looking through here to see who else I know that does uh, videos. I see a lot of you guys that are in here. But, I, I, for example, Matt14, I'm sorry. I don't know if you do videos on YouTube yourself or I'd, put, or I'd say you did. Um, you like guys like Legion, I don't think you do. But if you do, check out these guys' channels. It's about as high as up as I can go right now. Okay. So many Pokemon cards got played with and trashed, right? That's true that, true that. All right, we got to let Amit go to bed. It's uh, it's late where he is. Good night, Amit. Thank you for joining. Everybody else, I'm going to uh, end this and say thank you all for joining. This was fun. And um, we'll see you all back on Wednesday. There, there, we even boot, there were even bootleg cards not even a year after they were released. Pokemon, how popular it was, right? So, yep. all right, guys. All right, boys. It's been fun. I'm Amit, thanks, buddy. See you soon. Yep. Always get out of here. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna stay on for two more minutes. Okay. Cheers, I'm, yeah. I'm, okay, talk to you later, buddy. Paul, good night to you. Oh, Carlos, your stream with Dave is actually a chapter to skip ahead to the Pokemon talk. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna watch that. Thank you so much, Chris. Good to see you tonight. Thanks for popping in. Oh, last call is taken off my head. Let's get rid of that. Okay, so a lot of people watching, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up now, guys. Thank you so much for viewing. This was a great night. I had a ton of fun, and we'll see you all again back here soon, next Wednesday, next Saturday, and right into the new year, I'm sure. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.